Welcome back to the Mail-In Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Shivery, coming to you live from back in the dining room in my home in Austin, Texas. Joining me from her home is the birthday girl, Sally DeFreeze. What's up, Sal? Uh, not much. Just chilling in a separate room from Will because we had some audio issues. <laughs> so hopefully everyone can hear us okay. But... You, sound, you sound pretty good. Happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we not not doing a lot today. Not a lot to do. Yeah, not, in the age of COVID, but not really, not still, really a fun time to have a birthday, is it? I mean, you know what? I've relaxed all day, which is really all I've wanted. So I'm pretty happy. So like, how much how much fun would it be to to take back some knockout martinis at Matt's to celebrate your birthday? That would be really fun. That yeah. I we're getting takeout tonight and. I threw out the idea of uh, maths, but I think we're going to do Uchiko instead. So, I think it's been five or six months since I've actually been to maths. I, I think did the do last takeout time, once. Yeah, it's good. It's just not the same experience when you're like waiting for an hour for your table and throwing back like three margaritas. So, until we can like really do that again, going to maths isn't really worth it to me, you know? Yeah. But um, also joining us from the other room of your residence is producer Will. Good to be here. As always, happy birthday to my beautiful wife, Sally. Oh, that was sweet, Will. Thank you. Thank you. Look at you guys. Thanks. We're still being. Hold on. You're still you're still doubled up. Mr. On Mrs. That Apple to watch. Fitness. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's going well. You're really I'm a trying weekend. to make that stick, aren't you? I mean, so I like I started this. I told everyone about it last week that I was going to be wearing both. Turns out a couple people that I work with do the exact same thing. Wear the whoop for the benefits, but then keep their watch on for like the like clock, messages, all of that stuff. So I'm not the only one. And I'm glad to know that I'm not the only like loser who's double fisting, double wristing, if you will. So. Ooh, I do yeah. feel like I'm missing out a little bit, not be, not being on the, the whoop train, but. You know, Dylan, you can get know. one and wear it on your bicep. So if you really wanted to do that. I, I couldn't think of a douchier thing to do with a whoop. So <laughs> I, might, I might try and do that, actually. It sounds fun. Yeah, I, I don't think I can wear it on my bicep at all, but, you know. We have a jam-packed episode today. Some really good questions I'm pretty excited about. Before we get into them, though. The hotline number, 888-362-MAIL, M-A-I-L. That's 888-362-6245. You can also write in if you would prefer. There's a link in the Twitter bio, at Mail and Podcast. You guys have anything else you want to talk about before we get right in? Let's I'm, let it rip, then. I'm good. You guys ready for this first one? It. Let's go. Hey, well, you don't mind. Hey, y'all. First time writer here. I wanted to get your take on something. I'm 29 and my boyfriend is 62. Yes, 33 years apart. We've been together for almost three years and are truly in love. I know you're wondering, so yes, he's older than my dad. Also, yes, he's a doctor and has a private airplane. We met at work and not online. I'm 100% prepared to get married with all the prenups in place. So let's hear it. What are your thoughts on age gap relationships? I'll hit send and listen. Hee <laughs> hee. He, thanks for including the he he at the end there, Will. Um, look, this is an interesting question. Look, love is love. And if you love somebody, by all means, go for it. 
the biggest thing you're going to face here, unfortunately, is the stigma of marrying someone who has so much money and is 33 years older than you. You it look you it make like on the surface it looks like you're a gold digger. I'm obviously not saying that's what you are. I'm saying that's the perception that people are going to get, especially if they don't know that you're willing to do the whole prenup situation. Um, you're just going to have to deal with that. It's just it comes along with uh, number one marrying someone that much older, and number two marrying someone that much older who has a private jet. So, um, that, those are my initial thoughts. I'm anxious to see what Sally has to say. However. I mean, I'm glad to know, not that it matters how they met, but I'm glad she put in the little note about how they met at work and not like through a daddy Instagram account, like a sugar daddy Instagram. Sugar sugar daddy situation. I totally agree with you, Dylan. Love is love. And like awesome for you that you found somebody that you're in love with and who has already, you know, is well established and like congrats on the PJ. That's great. Here's <laughs> my here's my issue. I, I agree with you about they're gonna have to deal with some obstacles, one of which is being the perception people have about their relationship, like her being a gold digger, him being a sugar daddy, all of the things that are the societal like stigmas. They're already gonna have to deal with that. That's one thing. If you're ready to deal with that, great. But also, like, before you get married to him, he's older than your dad. Like, do you want a family? Is he willing to have kids again, possibly, like, at the age of 62? Like, keep in mind that, like, when you're 60, he's going to be 90 or possibly not alive. Like, those are I, – I totally get that, like, you're in love with him. That's so great. But are you giving up more – than what you're getting. Like, are you giving up the um, normal things that like young married couples go through? You know what I'm saying? Like he's already lived a life for 30 years um, or 33 years more than she has. And I'm not going to put judgment on people's love. I think that's awesome that like y'all been together for so long, but I hope he's willing to like take the same steps with you that he took when he was in his thirties, you know, and forties and fifties, like you have decades to live through and he's already done it. So like, is he willing to do that again with you? That's my question. Okay. Have you guys ever, dealt, have you guys ever dealt with a relationship in your own life that has had like a significant age gap? I'm not saying 30 years for obvious reasons. Cause I don't think either of you have, uh, but like, have either of you dealt with something like 10 years? No. Are you talking about like us personally? We know people. You personally, like, have you ever gotten involved with somebody like maybe not, maybe 10 years is still like lofty, but like, I would say that even five years when you're kind of in your younger twenties or whatever, getting involved with somebody five years younger or older is kind of a, uh, I don't want to say taboo, but it's kind of just like it, it makes people's heads turn, turn a little bit. Have you guys ever done that? Yeah, I, I have. I mean, I have an ex who was, I think eight years younger than me, which feels like a lot, mm-hmm. but it's, I mean, I'm 36, so it's like still like mid to late twenties when we dated. So it's not like it, she was super young or anything, but eight years, feels like kind of a lot, but compared yeah. to 33, it's, you know, sheesh. <laughs> sheesh. Sheesh. I have not. 
And I, you know, I think being, we've said this before, being in the same decade is one thing. Even like this jump from like early 20s to early 30s is a pretty big one. But like once you're late 20s to mid 30s, I feel like that's more of the same life stage. I just, I'm more concerned about this girl going through her life and her partner already having done all of it. Yeah, because... I mean, let, let, let's be real here. He's about to be a pretty old dude. I mean, he's already kind of old, but he's not getting any younger. He's about to be, like, super old, and mm-hmm. that's just what it is. And if, if you're still at the stage in your life, like you said, where you're wanting to maybe go out dancing or go on a quick trip somewhere, um, it it you have to think more long-term here. Um, in your long-term, I mean, things will probably start changing pretty quickly, honestly, and I hate to say that, like, you're just at totally different stages of life, like you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at different stages in life, we want different things. We want to do different things. And, man, um, if they can make it work, more power to them. I think it's great. And I, I don't hold anything against you whatsoever. Um, but you got to deal with you got to deal with just different stages of life and also the stigma that comes along with it. Yeah. To some, it might look like you're, you're just like waiting around for him to, to move on, which is totally unfair. But that's just how people – People's sick minds is how they think. By move so, on, do you mean to die? To die, yeah. Okay. You know Maybe what I mean? Like, Nicole Smith situation. Yes, and I don't know what kind of prenup that she has in mind, but I mean, it's possible that he, she would be left with a bunch of money. I don't know. Do 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 prenups apply when the person dies? It, I'm sure uh, you can write it however you want. Yeah, because I mean, like. Probably you're assuming that you get put into their will, you know. Yeah, I'm like I'm sure that it it applies for you know next of kin estate stuff. Yeah, too. Not something I've ever thought about. Sorry, sorry to ask that question to uh, two people no, who aren't lawyers that... who draft or who draft prenups. Yeah, when I mentioned it, I was like, man, I don't even know if that's how it actually works, but I'm sure you could write it to include any kind of language you want about after you pass or whatever. So. We really need producer Dave on here to give us the lead. Yeah, I know. Sorry, guys. Yeah, he'll be able to chime in. All I can it's say, all, good. all I can say is that this guy sounds like Kanye. We want prenup. We want prenup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Okay. All right. Well, Let's talk Tushy, Will. Well, I have a question for you guys before we talk Tushy. Do you have a butt- okay. Do you have a butthole? Well, I think you know I have a butthole. Then this ad's for you. It's hard to believe that when we go to the bathroom in this country that most of us wipe instead of wash. For years, bidets have been available but hideously expensive, costing thousands of dollars. But fear not. The Hello Tushy Modern Bidet Attachment is here to democratize the blessings bestowed by bidets and offer clean buttholes to everybody. Hello Tushy cleans your butt with a precise stream of fresh water. For just $79. Yes, I said $79. It attaches to your existing toilet, requires no electricity or additional plumbing, and cuts toilet paper use by, wait for it, 80%. So so the Hello Tushy bidet pays for itself in just a few months because with Hello Tushy, you don't wipe it all, even with the best two-ply that just can't cut it when it comes to hands-free poop experience. You guys, we all got these in the mail. We've all used a bidet before. It's much different and much more efficient than using toilet paper. Why doesn't everyone have a tushy? I don't know, man. It's like using a dry substance to clean down there. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense if you really think about it. Mm-mm. You got to get moisture up in there. You have, you to. have to. You have to. 
let's say you can ditch the paper products and uncomfortable chafing when you switch to the soothing cleansing stream of water from a Hello Tushy Bidet attachment. And every Hello Tushy Bidet attachment comes with a 60-day risk-free guarantee and a 12-month warranty. Join the millions of happy Hello Tushy customers right now and have a clean butt with every flush. To get their deal, go to hellotushy.com slash mail-in and get 10% off. This is a special offer for our listeners. Go to hellotushy.com slash mail-in for 10% off. hellotushy.com slash mail-in. You guys ready for this uh, first voicemail? Let's hear it. All right, one second. I I have to admit something. I accidentally closed out of my uh, tab that had it open. And so I'm going to wait. You silly... Silly little bitch. I have to be honest. Doing the mail-in with two people in the apartment's a little different, uh, and uh, my my brain is a little stirred right now. So I apologize for that, but it's okay. We're gonna get there. It's all gonna be fine. And here we go. First voicemail. Let's do this. Well, maybe it's still loading. We'll get there. It's fine. It's Going fine. on mail-in cruise is Matt from Sea Isle City, New Jersey. Uh, currently sitting through a thunderstorm here right now. We are getting absolutely pissed on, but boy, did we need it. Uh, got a pizza on the way and just played a couple games of cards. Just wanted to know, what is y'all's ideal rainy day? All right, look forward to hearing from you. Man, I like this question. He's playing cards. He has a pizza on the way. He's got a situation going on over there, and I'm into it. Um, first thing I do is uh, I, I, <laughs> I do like the old man move. And I go stand on the front porch and watch it for a few minutes. I absolutely love it. Like the smell of, of fresh rain and just the, the sound of it like slapping against the street. Like it's great. I love every second of it. Do y'all ever do that? Texas thunderstorms in the summer are my favorite. Cause it's like, oh. there's just like a vibe. It like, it gets like all the like insects get quiet and then it like thunderstorms and it smells like rain and grass. And it's like, I just remember that feeling as a kid, like it's going to thunderstorm. We have to get out of the pool and like go in and watch a movie. And then you'd like go back out to the pool when it stopped thunderstorming. I, I love thunderstorms in the summer. It's like my oh, favorite. They're the best. And it's a break. It's a break from the brutal heat down in Texas. Right. Um, yeah. I love watching it. Like if I wake up in the morning and it's like raining and it's a Saturday, I'm like, hell yeah, this is going to be a great rainy day. It's really a bummer when I wake up and it's like, raining and i have to go to work and like all i want is like stay in bed and be cozy um but since we don't have them that much in texas i feel like it's such a like nice respite from what's going on so you like can just stay inside all day and not feel guilty because it's not happening that often so i feel like ideal rainy day watch a movie be cozy in bed don't put too much pressure on yourself to like be active anything like that I like the pizza move. Maybe have a glass of wine. Yeah, like rain on a Tuesday is just, and you still got to get out and, and do stuff. So it's not it's not that tight. But right. rain on a Saturday or Sunday when you have like enough, like no responsibilities, it's incredible. Yeah. I'm so into it. I, I do as little as possible. I probably crank the AC a little bit and just like bury myself under a blanket and watch TV, do, do pretty much nothing. That's my favorite thing to do. You ever crack a window? Know, man. You ever crack a window and just let it let it uh, be your natural soundtrack in the background all day? Because I've been loving that move lately. I will if it's not in the in the middle of summer because it's, it's still too hot to do that. That's but fair. I, I I do I do love that. Yeah, like waking this up is, to the sound of it. Mm. 
This is a not very green move for me and Will, but when it rained recently, we cracked the windows, which I guess our apartment's pretty small. It's not like cracking the window is going to totally change the temperature, but we also cranked the AC. So that feels like <laughs> might have been a little bit of power wastage. And as we were talking about this, I got on the weather app to see if we have any rainy days in our future. Sunny and 100 degrees for the 10 days. Yeah, we have not, nothing cool coming up at all. Just What a bummer. Yeah. What a bummer. Like, that, that's not what you want to see in the middle of July. But Hey, Sally, I do. Side, quick sidebar. When Will was reading that, uh, that read for Hello Tushy, I got a notification that you just finished an outdoor walk. Are you somehow gaming the system? Because you clearly are not walking right now. No, I went on a walk like an hour ago. Oh, I just took a while for me to, to get the notification? Okay. I don't know. I feel like my internet's not – my internet on my phone wasn't working well, but I finished a walk at like 1.40, so that was an hour ago. All right. All right. I'm not, I'm not faking it on my Apple Watch. Okay. I don't know. I've seen you fake things before on the Apple Watch, and I don't really trust that you're uh, you're doing all your exercises. Sally? I'll show you the stat. Look, hold on. Are you, are you fibbing your activity? Doesn't it tell you what time you started? July 8, 2020, 12.55 to 1.41. So, Sally, say that it, like the clock strikes like, I don't know, 10 p.m. And you're sitting there and, <laughs> and you haven't hit your standing goal for the day. Do you stand up and then just do some jumping jacks and then get back in bed? Or is that not something that you do? That is something I do. And it counts as a stand because all you have to do is stand up. The Brett Mary. You don't have to be standing for the whole hour. Do you hook you it up to Rosie to... and just let her run around the apartment? Yeah, is that what you do? That is a fucking good idea. I might start doing <laughs> She'll eat it. 100% she will eventually okay. eat that Apple Watch. We talked about this this weekend. The stand goal is a bullshit goal. Like, I literally am standing my entire workday and I will be standing for the entire hour in the OR and it'll remind me to stand. Like, I don't feel like. It's a good measure, but I don't think it's cheating to get up and do 30 jumping jacks. Like I just did 30 jumping jacks. That's still good for my heart. And I still stood. I'm not just waving my arm around. I've seen you do that as well. I have done that. <laughs> you cannot be trusted. Okay. Let's move on from that. Okay. All right. Do you have anything else about, about rain? I have a question for both day. of you about rain and I just want a quick take, okay. a t- quick take about it. If it's a rainy day and it's about five o'clock and you need to start thinking about what you want for dinner, what's your ultimate rainy day meal on a, on a co- cool, crisp fall day that's raining outside? Ooh, grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah, it's a good one. And if I have if I have some tomato soup laying around, and I usually do actually, it'll go with that. Uh, I'm gonna say a bowl of pasta. I want like comfort food. Pizza's not a bad call though, like getting pizza delivered. No, not at all. I just want you will. Uh either pot roast or pasta. But honestly, when you said grilled cheese, I was like, Well, I'm not gonna turn down a grilled cheese either. But God, grilled cheese might be the best food of all time. It's, it's just so good. It's, it's so easy and so good. All right, you guys ready for this next one? Yeah, let's do the next one. Hey y'all. Love the pod. My boyfriend and I hosted our families at our lake house for the fourth. I wore a bathing suit for 75% of my waking hours, and my mom just texted me that she thought all of my bathing suits were inappropriate for a family setting. But, like, it's my home and my body, 
and she's always been really supportive about body positivity. So this was weird. Should I quote censor my bathing suits when my family family comes? Is she right to be concerned, even though my boyfriend doesn't care? Love to hear your thoughts. For context, I'm the one in the red, white, and blue in my most recent Instagram post wearing the wearing the offending suits. We can't see that, but Dylan, have you done any investigatory work regarding this bathing suit? I did. I went to her page, and she had one picture that, that she was uh, referring to, and it's the front angle. And I only say that because I can't see if it's like the cheeky, you know, bathing suit bottoms. Right. So I, it, looked like a, it looked like a pretty standard bikini to me. But I'm I'm not really sure. Um, if it is the cheeky kind, is that what is that what the term for it, Sal? I'm not real sure. So, cheeky is like can be a couple things. It can be like showing half your butt cheek, or like some people say cheeky and it's like a full on thong. Like when I say thong, that, I mean a hybrid. Like it's half regular swimsuit bottom and half in half thong. It's like right in the middle. It yeah. shows like a it shows a lot of cheek. Yeah. Okay. That's what I would consider. I wear that around my family. Do you? Yeah. Right, Will? I guess. But, I mean, your family's never been one to say anything about a bathing suit being too small or too, I don't know, conservative. I don't think it's something that your family cares about. Yeah. All right. So Um, the question is, should you have to censor what you wear around your family? Here's my first point about this question. Does she own a lake house with her boyfriend and like props? That's tight. Yeah. Like, yeah, way to go. A, I was wondering the same. Good for you. Also, your house, your rules. Like, I don't, don't I, I totally agree with her on this. Like, think you've, especially if it's your immediate family. Like, if it's like maybe some aunts or like your grandparents you don't see it often, like, maybe don't flounce around in a teeny bikini. And that's just because, like, I'm not, in a, I don't have a, like really a relationship, a close enough relationship with my grandparents to be like flounce. I think I would feel uncomfortable. Not that I'm not close to them, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like that might be disrespectful, but my parents, like, I don't know. My family like takes a lot of beach vacations. We hang out at our pool. I have tons of sisters. Like we all wear whatever bikini swimsuit we want. And I don't think like either of my parents have ever said a word to us. Granted, like, I don't wear anything super revealing, but, like, all the young girls are pretty curvy girls. Like, I don't think, I don't know. I I just, like, find this a little weird. But uh, at the same time, like, my mom has, like, definitely been like, oh, you your boobs are really intense in that swimsuit. But, like, she never told me that it was inappropriate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know really where I fall on this because I, I want to say like, yeah, it's your body, it's your it's your place. You're supposed to wear do whatever you want to do, but at the same time, like the extreme other end of the spectrum, you can't like go topless around your parents. That's just weird, right? right? You can't wear a thong around your parents because that's just weird. If it's just like a string right down your crack, it's just, it's just uncomfortable and weird, and it makes it makes your your parents fuel i don't know, just super uncomfortable i guess so i i don't know i I'm, I'm probably somewhere in the middle on this i don't really know how to answer this question but um i don't know i, don't know. Can I, say I feel like mom quick? probably said this because it made her uncomfortable like and maybe it made her parents uncomfortable or something because like if you think about it like watching your daughter f- like be in a bikini in front of her boyfriend like only makes probably your parents be like, wow, my daughter's having sex with this dude, you know, like, yeah. so maybe that's why, but yeah, that's true. 
I feel like at family functions, like I'm going to wear a bikini. Like, okay, here's a great example. This isn't all my family, but Memorial Day, we went to my parents' house and it was also my dad's birthday. And so my parents had friends over and like we were in swimsuits because we were hanging out at the pool. But like anytime that I was around my parents' friends, I was mostly in a cover up unless I was in the pool. Cause I'm just like, they don't need to see me in a bikini. You know, like I don't really need to be doing that, but that's just like my own personal preference. Like, I don't know. Can I say something regarding yeah. this topic? Yes. Of course. If I'm getting invited to somebody's lake house on the 4th of July, I'm not budding the hand that feeds me and telling them that they're, what they're wearing is inappropriate. And if I'm the landowner and I own this lake house and I'm inviting people and they insult my outfit, there's a hundred percent chance that I'm not inviting them to my lake house for 4th of July next year, whether they're my parents or well, not. Well, what if it's your daughter? I, How, I can't, I can't fathom what that would even be like, but I will say this. I hope that, I hope that the last time I see my daughter's butt crack is the last time that I wipe her bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want to see that. Uh, it, it changes things when it's, you know, it's, it's your little girl. So I, I, we don't know, we don't know how old that she is. I mean, obviously old enough to have a, a lake house, which is super tight. Like you said, um, man, I just don't know. It's, I guess I need to see the swimsuit for context. Okay. I'll, I'll send like, you. I'll I wouldn't wear around. anything super revealing. Like there's just some things like if you're in a bikini, you're essentially in underwear. Like that's what it is. So like, if you're a curvy person like me or Lily, like that just comes with the territory. And I don't think like our parents would get mad at us for that, but we're also not showing up in like a thong, you know, I'm trying to find this girl's, um, I was just going to send it to y'all, but I, I can't even find it anymore. So I should probably stop looking. It's distracting. Okay. Um, you guys want that next question? But it, yeah, let's just, just go to the next one. Then we, we covered that one enough. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is from a gentleman. He says, I've been off Instagram for over a year, deleted it after a breakup. Don't really miss it, but I'm worried, especially in this pandemic is not having an Instagram salting my game. 29 single lawyer, golden retriever, dog, dad, scream time, average one hour, 22 minutes per day. Sometimes I do dope shit. Thank y'all for the advice. Y'all rock. Okay. First of all, salting my game. I've never heard it. Love it. Um, Man, love it. Secondly, I've been I've been thinking about this question, and it's weird how how Instagram has kind of become like just like your landing page, like your website, right? I mean, if you're considering giving business to someone, if you're whatever, you go to their website and kind of see like what that company is about. If they don't have a website, you just go on to the next one. It's a little bit different, obviously. We're talking about people here, but it it just our Instagram pages become our default. Like, all right, let's just get a snapshot of what this person is all about before we like dig in more. So I didn't even know there were people like this anymore. They were just totally off, off the gram. It's weird. Um, it's definitely holding you back. Like uh, no question about it. Yeah. Thank you. Will. yeah, it's holding you back. It's, 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 it's limiting your, your reach a little bit. Yeah. I, you know, I, we definitely have some friends who don't have Instagrams. And those people, like I know personally, I know why they're not on Instagram, but I think if I were in the dating scene right now and like met a guy say through an app or through a mutual friend and was like, Oh, I'm going to go check him out. Like pretty much everyone has Instagram. So it would be really weird 
and maybe even almost a red flag for me to be like, why doesn't this dude have an Instagram? And I totally think that this is great for this guy because I do think that Instagram can be really toxic slash all social media and have thought about doing the same myself. And, but you have to just know that people like may be confused as to why you don't have one, you know, like, yeah. And he's right. Maybe in the age of COVID, like it's a good self-promotional tool. People don't know that. Like not actually use it just to have. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you don't have to just, yes. Social media can absolutely be toxic. If you have a page, it doesn't mean you're spending like hours on the, on the app every day. Um, I have, a, look like you have something you want to say. Well, like I, in my mind, I, this is, this might be a sexist take what I'm about to say. And if I find out that a girl doesn't have an Instagram, I'm like, Oh, this girl's like cool. She like does cool shit and doesn't need to like flaunt it. That's awesome. If I hear that a guy doesn't have an Instagram, I'm like, okay, like, so he's got a secret girlfriend and he's just like dating someone like what's yeah. up with this dude. And it, it concerns me. And I know that it's completely sexist saying that, but like there's a double standard there and I'm sorry. But I, this guy sounds like he needs an Instagram. He sounds he sounds self-aware, which is what you need to have a good Instagram game. He's got a dog, which is going to be an immediate plus. And the, fa- the fact that he says that he does dope shit, it's like, okay, well, you need to document it. It doesn't matter if he just – he doesn't need to post, like, stories every day. But at least have, like, 20 photos on your page of things that you do that are fun and cool just so that people don't think you're a psycho. And I know that's not fair. Yeah. I know it's not fair to say that somebody's a psycho because they don't have some type of social media. Like I bet a cool teen would tell me that I'm a dork because I don't have TikTok. But like, it's not for everybody. But at the same time, it, if you are in the dating game, it is kind of I don't. It's not a requirement, but it's definitely a bonus to uh, to flex the the best parts of your life on the internet so that people can see that you're cool. Yeah, I think I know one person. You know, that's not you know like our parents' age that doesn't have Instagram. And he's been married for like 12 years. So if you're off the market, whatever, it doesn't really matter at that point. But if you're like actively looking to date someone, you're just completely just holding yourself back. If this guy had an Instagram right now and we gave his handle out, he would have a million DMs. On Dude, he's got a golden retriever. He's 29. He's a lawyer and he seems to be pretty funny. It's a way to showcase just like a snapshot. Like, here's who I am. That's that's what it's for. Use it for that. Don't use Stop it to like. Stop your own game, bro. Yeah, you're getting you're salting your own game, dog. Dude, Don't never do salt, never salt your own game. Yeah. Uh, can I talk Roback real quick? Unless you have something else you want to say about that. Dude, please talk Roback. I would love it. I feel like Roback's just kind of taking over right now. They're doing masks. They're doing it's polo season. It's, a lot of golf courses are still open, so get out there. And people are playing golf, performance tees, your at home workouts, and of course their hats that fit so well. Um, we have a promo code for you guys. It is Rosie twenty R O S I E twenty. We'll get you twenty percent off. We love them. We I, I I wear at least one of their things pretty much every day. Parks and I just got a a mask selfie off yesterday. Looks super tight wearing the rollback mask there. Um, again, rollback.com promo code Rosie twenty. We'll get you twenty percent off. Sally and I went to a river house a couple weekends ago and I Sally was wearing a rowback hat. And one of the guys there said, tell me about this rowback company. I see everybody wearing it these days. I'm like, yes, you do as you should. Wesley Bryant is wearing, he, he recently was sponsored by them. He's wearing it on the tour now looking sharp. I love, their, I love their face mask so much. It's so much better than that. Yeah, they're awesome. 
And they fit parks because he's he's five, so he's got a little head. And you can adjust the straps. It's perfect. That's huge. It's huge. So the next voicemail. All right. I got it queued up so we didn't have to wait like last time. Major apologies. I know producer Dave would never do anything like that. So here we go. Hi, guys. My husband and I just recently adopted a puppy. And neither of us have ever owned a dog before. And I'm wondering if there is any dog owner etiquette that we might not know about as first-time dog owners. Obviously, picking up your dog's poop is an obvious one. Um, But what about, like, letting your dog interact with other dogs and stuff like that? Thanks so much. Bye. I just have one, one, but it's kind of a big one. Um, And it is when owners – it's more of a pet peeve, I guess. But it's when owners let their dog – like, when they're greeting you, they run up to you. And maybe they're jumping on you or they're like sniffing your crotch and they're like all up in your business. And the owner just lets them do it without being like, no, no, get back here or try to like correct it at least. At least make an effort to let the dog know that you can't just greet like, greet somebody like that. It, it irritates the crap out of me. Practice here so I can't say the S word. But it's I find it so irritating. Um, and, I, and I love dogs. I, I don't want a dog all up in my business like that, you know. And if you, don't, um, if you don't stop them, if you don't correct it, they'll just keep going and it'll last yeah. as, long, as long as they, they want. Rosie is not used to people coming over to our apartment, especially in the age of COVID. And like when, when my sister came over a couple of weeks ago, Rosie like lost her shit. Like she just looked like she was having a seizure. Like she wasn't even like up on Emily and like annoying her, but she was just like losing her mind that like I was like horrified and embarrassed of like trying to control her. So that's something we need to work on. But I agree with you, Dylan, and I'm gonna say something broader. I think for the most part, especially like at our dog park where I see a bunch of different dogs and owners all the time, the people whose dogs annoy me and people who annoy me are just the people who don't pay attention to what their dog is doing. So like this dog is annoying people like biting at other dogs, like pissing on people's feet, like just pay attention to what your dog is doing. And like, you can avoid most of the things that an annoying dog would do. Like that. Those are the people who also don't pick up their dog shit. Cause they're not even, they're like texting on their phone. So they don't even see that their dog pooped and then they leave it. Like, So if you, I mean, like there's, you know, I think training, basic puppy training to like keep your dog from like, yeah, sniffing people's crotches or try to avoid that or like barking a lot or just being a rambunctious dog. And like that comes with being a puppy and yeah, they have to grow out of that to some extent, but also just like pay attention to what they're doing. If they're like annoying the shit out of somebody, take the cue and take them away and out of it, you know? Yeah. To be clear, my frustration isn't with the dog. Like dogs will be dogs. Like they, they right. use their nose for everything. They're gonna get up in your business and and they're gonna try and jump on you and all that stuff. That happens. It's with the owners who are just not paying attention, like you said, and just letting letting the dogs do whatever they want to do. It's a bad look and it's frustrating. And you are not the best dog owner if you do that. I think the other thing she's mentioned about like interacting with other dogs. Uh, our dog park is a great spot cause it's private and we know all the dogs there like vaccinated and we can let Rosie like do whatever she wants. And it's pretty well controlled, even though Rosie got bit there a year ago. Um, 
But like if you're at a park or walking the dog and you see another dog, like don't just let your dog run up to another dog. It's always nice to ask the owner, like, are they okay to meet? Or like, is your dog friendly? Because some dogs aren't like that. And it spooks them if a puppy runs up to them. Like that's something that we had to learn with Rosie because Rosie loved meeting people and was like so excited, but not everyone wants to meet your dog or pet your dog. So if you're walking and you see somebody else pass and your dog like wants to go meet that other dog, just let the owner know, like, is your dog friendly? Can they meet? And then like take her over there for him. It's all circumstantial. Depends where you are. Like you said, if you're in a park, especially like Zucker parks is a, a leash free park. And if you go there, even if you don't have a dog, you have to expect to interact with dogs because that's where dogs go to like run free and do their thing. So if you go there and you're annoyed by dogs coming up to you, like that's just your problem. I'm sorry. You should you should go somewhere else. Go to like, there are other parks around Austin where leashes are required. So you just got to feel it out. Um, and if you're on a walk, like you said, just ask the owners, is, is it cool if they meet or whatever? Right. Yeah. So depends on the environment i have one pet peeve okay if another dog takes rosie's ball it is that owner's responsibility to get that ball from their dog (laughs) when i want to leave and if it looks like i'm even like remotely paying attention to your dog because it has my dog's ball then you need to take control that situation but what pisses me off is when they just disregard it and it's like they're not even paying attention and it's like well i might have somewhere to be i might have a meeting a call a dinner reservation something and I don't want to be chasing your stupid dog around to get my ball back when my dog didn't do anything wrong. It just is so yeah. annoying to me. And it's something that so many dog owners at dog parks far and wide, whether it's ours here or at like one in Fort Worth that we used to go to, some dog owners just don't pay attention to their dogs. And, and it just shows that their dogs are the ones misbehaving when the dogs that are behaving the best are the ones that have owners that are surveying them just makes me it for some reason it boils my blood but everything else you guys said was spot on how do you handle that if a, if a, a when a, someone's dog is just run off with with rosie's ball and you're ready to get out of there i make it very evident that i'm trying to get the ball but i had one case uh at one point where it got to the point where i had to actually say something to the owner and i did not say it nicely because i was very very frustrated and it was over 100 degrees outside at 2 p.m which means that the sun is right over the dog park and there is no place to stand in the shade. And so I felt bad that she caught the smoke, but at the same time, you got to control that dog. That's Rosie's ball, man. Dude, that's, that's her pen tennis ball. Like, that's not yours. That's, that's Rosie's. Sorry. <laughs> you guys ready for Hi, this folks. next one? We have one more left, don't we? Yeah, just one. And then a bonus. I have a bonus right. question for you guys that is actually from a listener. Wow. Okay. Very exciting. This one's a little, it's a, it's three, it's actually four paragraphs. So uh, just bear with me. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. This one's a little bit wordy. No, it's okay. This is great. says, Hey guys, first time, long time. So my BFF had her bachelorette party a little over a week ago with her 15 bridesmaids. Now four of us, including myself have COVID BFF still had the wedding and didn't tell any guests that the entire bridal party had been very exposed to COVID. She ended up having six bridesmaids at the wedding because so many of us dropped out due to COVID risk. Then one of the bridesmaids who was at the wedding started feeling sick and tested positive the next day. No wedding guests have been told. I'm kind of pissed at my friends because I feel pretty sick, feel like this is a super shitty thing for her to do, and this could have been avoided had she canceled everything. They likely wouldn't have gotten their money back if they had canceled, but they had an alternate date and probably could have rescheduled if they had canceled before the bachelorette party. 
Also, keep in mind that they were in a rush to get married because they're super religious and don't believe in premarital sex. Uh, rolls eyes. What are y'all's thoughts? How do I get over this grudge I'm holding towards my BFF? XOXO. Pissed bridesmaid. Um, yeah, you, you have a right to be pissed here. This is, I, I don't, we don't know the timeline, so we don't know exactly when this was. It may have been during the, the downtrend in new cases. Not that that totally excuses it, but it makes it not as egregious as if it, you know, if it was last weekend, for example. So I would like to know when this went down. Um, but you have a right to be pissed and how you get over the grudge. I, I don't know. I mean, time over time, you'll you'll start to forgive her, but um, definitely not while you're still sick. That's really unfortunate. Yeah, I have a lot to unpack here. I think the biggest issue, and like I know, I know we get feedback all the time about people not wanting us to talk about COVID, and I don't love talking about COVID either. But it's very present in our lives, and we're gonna keep getting questions like this because people are dealing with this shit. This is my biggest issue with all of it is like she had it or somebody had it and gave it to everyone at the bachelorette party. And then somebody at the wedding had it. And now no one's been told like, that's the issue with not having contact tracing. Like it's the socially responsible thing to do to tell everyone, Hey, FYI, like I had COVID now we're having a wedding and then give people the option to come to the wedding or not. And especially now that somebody who was at the wedding got it, you have a social responsibility to tell every single person at that wedding that someone tested positive for COVID because now those however many people, say it was 100 people, are walking around potentially exposed, might be asymptomatic. That is why we're having exponential growth of a virus. And, I mean, there's examples like this all over the United States, not even just with weddings. But that's super shitty. I completely understand why you're pissed off. I cannot, like, we've said this before. Will and I were super lucky that we did what we did before COVID happened. I can't imagine how shitty it is to plan a wedding right now, be in deep financially, something that you've thought about for months, probably years, and the heartbreak of canceling that due to a virus probably sucks. But people have got to stop being selfish. Like, I think everyone is getting sick of the, like, quarantining and being careful. So they're being a little bit more cavalier with what they're doing. And I have found, at least with my friends and people I know, that, like, people are starting to just decide what is and what isn't important to them based on their own narrative. You know what I'm saying? Like... Yeah, that's so shitty of her to have this wedding. But then like I get COVID and it's going to affect something that I want to do. So then it's fine. You know? Um, So I, I really hope that these people and everyone, myself included, can like continue to persevere and be cautious and careful. But this is shitty of your friend. You absolutely have the right to tell her that and be like, you should have told people that they were at risk going to your wedding and definitely after the wedding. And I think the, I mean, if she's your best friend, you have the right to tell her all of that. And she doesn't understand. It's probably because it's so personal, you know? 
But so there were there were 15 bridesmaids, she said. Four of them yeah. had COVID, and then some people decided not to go. So there ended up being six bridesmaids. All right. Mm-hmm. So that means nine of the 15 bridesmaids were not present at the wedding because of COVID. Imagine showing up to that wedding like you're sitting, you know, out there, everything's in a ceremony, whatever. You look up and like, oh, where is so and so and so and so? Oh, they decided not to come uh, because four of the girls on the on the bachelorette party came came down with with COVID nineteen. Number one, I'd be incredibly pissed that I was not informed of this before showing up to the wedding. Number two, right. I'm getting up and I'm leaving right then. I'm, right. I'm out of there. Like, I'm so pissed off. I might even I might even return my present that I got for them. Whoa. Well, well, I, I think be. you guys are overlooking you a very important that. detail here. They can't have what? sex before marriage, and they don't care how many people die for this. <laughs> They're just trying to do yeah, it. Like, like, come on, you waited this long. What, what's what's wrong with uh, either doing like a, a mm-hmm. very small private ceremony and getting it out of the way, or or postponing it a little bit? No, Dylan. Like you're in your twenties, yeah. just wait wait a few more months. No, they're gonna, they're going to hook up, and they don't care how many people have to lose their lives in order for them to do it. You know, I, it's like the uh, it's like can't hardly wait when uh, Seth Green character he goes, yo, I got to have sex tonight. I got to have sex tonight. <laughs> I have had friends who, I mean, we, I'm sure you know people, Dylan as well, who, who have either rescheduled their wedding, or I've actually had a couple of friends who decided to do something small on their original date, like with just close family and like maybe a few close friends, and. Yeah. I know, I know that that sucks. Like Will and I did something totally different that was not in our plan and not because of COVID-19 and it sucks, but it's also like you have to be socially responsible. And I just think like I'm at that point right now, especially with everything going on in Texas where like I'm watching stuff unravel on social media and I'm starting to get like irrationally pissed at people that I don't even know that well for like, doing things in big groups, you know, like I, yeah. I like last weekend saw somebody on a bachelorette party of like 15 girls and then granted, like they were at a house. It's not like they were like out at restaurants and stuff. I think that we're going to have to like process these feelings for like the next year. It's like, you've got to decide what's important to you, what you're okay with and things like that. And also be able to like, find the ability to give other people grace so like i totally get where this girl's coming from she she got covid like i I would be pissed already but also be aware that like we're gonna probably continue dealing with the repercussions of other people's decisions that put our own health at risk for like the next year so we've got to make some peace with that unfortunately i mean yeah i just I just really hate this whole thing is politicized, you know, and yeah. people are like talking about their rights being infringed upon. Like, it's not, it's not about that, man. You're just being selfish by choosing not to take very, very minor precautions in, in spreading this thing. That, yeah. That's, that's become my, my, my beef with this whole thing. I, think gonna say, well, I was going to say that I think that like, there's a, there's a difference between getting it from somebody who is being responsible and just got dealt a bad hand versus people who got it because they're associating with people who are doing really dumbass things and do going on a bachelor or bachelorette party that that's, that's that large and potentially exposing people to it when you're on, if you're on a plane, if you're going to restaurants, bars, whatever. I mean, I, I think there's a very 
good argument for you to be mad at those people and hold a grudge towards those people because they would have held a grudge against you had you skipped it even though they were having it. But like when I heard from you, Dylan, that you were exposed to your brother-in-law, at no point was I mad at you because I was like, well, I know Dylan's being responsible and he just, you know, and I'm sure your brother-in-law is being responsible, but you guys just kind of got dealt a bad hand, like I said. It, it, it stinks, but... I don't resent you for that, for potentially, you know, acquiring it. That's, that seems stupid. Yeah. That's because you weren't, you weren't at clutch in Dallas, just like going hard all weekend on a, on a bachelor party. And so there's yeah. just a difference there. And, and I, I would be very mad if that happened. But at the same time, I like to, I've, I feel like I've surrounded myself with people in life who are trying to be responsible and just not being the worst about this. So hopefully I can continue. Well, that. And like Dylan said, like the bachelorette party could have happened early June when we were reopening things and we thought, okay, like we are in a downtrend, like things are getting better. So like, that's really not the issue for me is having the bachelorette party. I think having a bachelorette party right now in Texas, and I don't know where these people are from, but right now in certain States, probably not the smartest move, but had it been a month ago, maybe you thought you were safe. The issue for me is people got it. And then they went ahead with the wedding, knowing that people had it. And didn't tell anybody. That is irresponsible. Like, oh, it's terrible. You have it, and you're exposing other people to it. You kind of have an obligation to like let them know you could get a virus from me. You know, you absolutely I, have an obligation. Just, uh, yeah. just as a human, you know, just like person to person. Like, uh, this, it's like a base level human decency thing to do. Like, by the way, you could get sick from this. Right. I, and know, so as the as we deal with like reopenings and stuff, there are going to be times where you're in a situation with 15 people that you could get it, but then don't get it and then not tell anybody and go off about your, you know, with, with, your, with your business. I don't know. It's really frustrating to watch, but yeah. I'm sorry that this girl has to deal with it. And I, I think she's totally valid in being pissed at her friend. And I think she should probably confront her friend. So yeah. I will there say, and not to toot my own horn, I will toot Sally's horn as well. Sally has not made one peep about canceling her bachelorette party. And I know you two have been around me enough. I don't think I've said anything about having to cancel mine. And I think, I think people out there just need to have a, a good head on their shoulders and realize that like, this is obviously is an ideal, but bachelor and bachelorette parties can wait and stuff like that. So just be safe and don't yeah, put your friends in put, danger. Put some of the fun stuff on hold. And, to be uh, fair, I did, I did cancel my bachelorette party because it was going to be in Napa, and like most of my friends were pregnant, so I, that's why I canceled it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I canceled mine for pure COVID reasons. So, but had it been also COVID, I would have for sure canceled. Uh, okay, well, you have a bonus question. Yeah, so this was from a listener, and I they sent it in anonymously to my email, so I don't really have. Uh, too much mm -hmm. information on them but here it is hey y'all first time long time love the pod especially when producer will is spinning on the ones and twos wow thank you so today is my wife's birthday and i got her what i would consider to be a gift that is right up her alley but unfortunately when she opened it she didn't seem all that stoked on it i know not everyone likes the gift that they get but i can't help but feel bad do i offer to return it do i just get her gift cards for the rest of our lives together i just don't want to throw away money on something my wife doesn't absolutely love thanks oh and fuck you dorn <laughs> <laughs> oh come on, man! Dude, Why I, you have to throw that in at the end there, dude? I don't know. That's a that's yeah, a that's a anonymous. scorched earth listener. You it every once. Wow. Uh, this feels oh. like a personal attack. What? Will? Sally, what do you? I'll let I'll let you take this one, Sally. What do you think? 
What? Okay. To be clear, it is my birthday, and I opened a gift from Will this morning. And maybe I had probably a different reaction than he would have wanted. I really love my present, but I... Will and I have different gift-giving styles, and I think that I don't do a very good job of communicating what I want, so let this be a lesson to everyone. Will wants pragmatic gifts, things that he can use, or what he told me earlier, things that he would buy but doesn't want to pay for. I, in turn, want things that, like, show that someone thought about me and are, like, you, you know usually material items that I can like look at and be like, wow, I really love this thing that Will gave me like my engagement ring. I love it. And every time I look at it, I think about Will picking it out for me. I will got me a, a uh, very on brand Sal gals animal print matching sweatsuit. And I honestly, when I opened it was shocked because I thought he hated matching sweatsuits. So I kind of looked at it and I was like, oh, <laughs> I feel bad because obviously we'll put time no, and effort no, no. into Don't, that. I didn't put that much time and effort into it, just to be clear. I saw it and was like, oh, so I think Sally would really like that. And so I bought it immediately without even thinking it through. No, I wouldn't just, Sally, I'm just messing with you. You you weren't, you didn't have that bad of a reaction to the gift. I just thought I'd, I'd mess with you on your birthday a little bit. Don't, don't feel too bad, Sally. Um, Lauren is the worst gift receiver I've ever known in my life. For Christmas, for Christmas, we, for, we, first of all, we decided not to exchange gifts over Christmas, but it was the first time we, we were together during Christmas. So I decided I'm just going to do it anyway. I got her this really nice robe from Nordstrom. Gave it to her. The words out of her mouth were, I already have a robe. And then 10 minutes later, she gave me tips on how to be a better gift giver. <laughs> so <laughs> compared to Lauren, you're an angel for your reaction to this, sweats this sweatsuit. This is one thing I will say. I, girls do this, and maybe guys do too. But if you uh, – my family in general is not very good gift receivers. Um but we also are very particular about what we want. So it's my fault for not like kind of giving Will, it's like a double-edged sword. Cause like I need to give Will guidance on what I want, but I also want to be surprised, you know, and I can't just expect someone to read my mind about what to give me if I want something, you know? Mm -hmm. So this is, this should be advice for everyone. If you are, if your significant other you feel like is a bad gift giver, then give them a list to go off of so that they get you something you want. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. You should definitely do that. All, all the uh, significant others out there, please provide a list. Unlike Sorry. I, lo I loved it. I love, I can't wait to wear it. I do have to return the pants. They're way too tight on my butt. But other than that, it's all that, it's it's all that Peloton cheek. I got distracted by um, um, a big game Brett text message. I'm sure you saw it, Will. I have not seen it yet. It's pretty exciting. Okay. It's a, it's a good one. Good to know. Yeah, good I mean, to know. I'm, I'm thrilled. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that was a fun one, guys. Did you have fun? Always. I had a great time. Good. I'm, I'm happy about that. The hotline number, once again, 888-362-6245, or write in at the link in our Twitter bio, at Mail and Podcast. Thank you, guys. Sally, once again, happy birthday. And uh, we'll talk to you next week.
Love you. Bye. Bye.